Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands podcast. Today, we are so excited to have MedSpa business owner and marketing magnate, Katie Sweetman, owner of Sweet Talks MedSpa in Milwaukee. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so excited to have you. You guys, like, um, if you haven't followed her page, it's sweet underscore talks and her marketing and branding is so consistent. You know who she's talking to. And we're going to be talking about some of that branding today, also about her practice. So Katie, tell us a little bit about, you know, are you so, first of all, are you originally from Milwaukee? I am. Yeah. I'm born and raised in yeah. Milwaukee. Um, and I, I love it here. It's an underrated yeah. city really yeah. it's like it's booming but mm -hmm. um yeah I, I love I love the Milwaukee area except for the cold <laughs> I could imagine is it getting warmer <laughs> there at least right now yeah it's beautiful right now we have like yeah. four months that are beautiful <laughs> oh my god well, it sounds like yeah. where I am in Boston you only have a couple months and exactly. then everything else you're like this sucks <laughs> exactly you feel oh my, my you feel my pain you feel it I do I empathize <laughs> and so 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 you were born and raised there. So tell me about, you know, your background, you know, what inspired you first to get into nursing and what was your passion for helping people? Tell me more about that. Yeah. So, um, I knew I wanted to be in the medical field. Um, actually I originally wanted to be a makeup artist, but oh. my mom was like, you're not going to make any money as a makeup artist. So I was like, yeah, she's right. Now, looking back, I'm like, okay, I could have made a lot of money as a makeup artist, but yeah. anyways, um, but I went to nursing school and I actually, I knew I wanted to do something different with mm -hmm. nursing. Um, so I actually was going to be a CRNA. Yeah. And so I started off in the ICU, um, but I didn't really like um, the OR. So I, mm -hmm. I knew I didn't want to do that. Um, and I, I really do love taking care of people and helping yeah. people, but it's heavy in the ICU. Mm. It's, it's sad. It's, um, we have a, well, the floor that I was on had like one of the highest death rates in the state. Oh my God. Um, just, we just have really sick people, very high acuity. And yeah. so it just kind of got old for me and like, you want to help people, but they don't want the help back always. Mm. And so it was one of those things that was just like, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, and you're not getting a lot back. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of actually how everything started was I had a really bad day on the unit mm -hmm. and I was advocating for my patient. I knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. No one was listening to me and um, he ended up coding and passing. Yeah. And I had, it, it was like one of those moments where like the world stops and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. How am, can I keep doing this? Cause if something would have gone differently, maybe something wouldn't have happened or whatever, you know, you, I had some like serious PTSD from this, but wow. then during this time is when I kind of started Googling, literally Googled this <laughs> happiest nursing jobs. 
kid you not. And nurse injector kind of came up and I was like, oh my God, that's it. That is it, Katie. Like, that's what you should be doing. It's happy. It's a You can make a difference. I love makeup. I'm like, if I can do makeup, I can, I can contour someone's face with gel. Like I can do that. Um, so that's kind of like where everything kind of started. Um, and it took a while to even get started. I mean, I tried to get hired, you know, I went knocking on everyone's door. I sent my resume to everyone Mm -hmm. and I had no bites, um, for about like six months. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I kind of decided, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to do this on my, on my own. Mm-hmm. And I started looking into opening my own practice. And so mm-hmm. I actually have always worked alone. <laughs> wow. um, and I, I never worked for anybody else but myself, which wow. is scary that I can do that looking back. But um, <laughs> I took it very seriously, um, went and got trained. And mm-hmm. then um really, it took me a while. It took me about a year before I could even inject just with the legalities of everything. I wanted to do everything right. Um, and then I kind of started growing, growing from there. So, well, that's, I I think that's amazing that you actually started this yourself, you know, because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, I, I worked for, I'm a plastic surgeon for three or four years. I I work for a derm or, or whatever it is. And then they started because they saw like other people's processes and systems. And they're like, oh, I don't right. like that. I want to do my own thing. I can do it better. Right. But you started. So my question for you is very interesting. So as a starting out as a solopreneur in this and not really having guidance because you came straight from the ICU basically into this after training and things like that. What were some of the hurdles that you had to, you know, overcome when it came to compliance and, 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 you know, you know, let's let's talk about compliance for a little bit. What resources did you even use as a person who didn't have a network yet Mm -hmm. to get it done? Yeah. So myself, and that's, that's the thing that it's hilarious because it's like, I get so many people who are reaching out who are like, Mm -hmm. how do you do this? How do you do that? And it's like, literally we have access to everything and anything that we need. We have the internet, Mm -hmm. we have libraries, Mm -hmm. we have so much that we can do. I mean, Mm -hmm. all the, all the lawyers do is look up laws. The laws are public. Well, that's all they do. So if I can read, I can do anything. My late stepdad said that to me back when I was a little girl and it's the truth. And so I just, I joined a lot of Facebook groups. I was reaching out to people, um, in other areas so that it wasn't competition. And I was Mm -hmm. kind of like, Hey, like, who do you use to do this stuff? Like I was willing to fork out the cash for it. And I think some people are very, scared to spend money up front because it's, it is, it's a lot of money to pay that kind of money for a lawyer, but mm-hmm. it's worth it to, mm-hmm. to grasp and to make sure that you are compliant with everything. So I know mm-hmm. the Wisconsin state law, like the back of my hand. Truly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's so amazing. I, I, I love that. And, and what you said, I love what you said there. You said, if you can read you can do anything. Amen, mm-hmm. stepdad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And That's so it's cool. funny when everybody's like, oh, how do you do this? And it's like, if somebody really wants to do this, they mm-hmm. will. They mm-hmm. absolutely will. You put your mind to it, you absolutely can because everything is there for you mm-hmm. um, to find out as long as you're willing to just put in the work to find it. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so you've been in business since what year again? Twenty seventeen. Yep. So I started. I knew I wanted to start in 2017. So that's when mm-hmm. all of this kind of started to transpire. And then mm-hmm. I started injecting in 2018. It took me about a year to get my medical director, all my protocols, all that kind of stuff in place. Yeah. Um, and now it's been about three and a half, four, 18, 19, 20, 21, three. It's just crazy. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's crazy because it feels like I've been doing this for 10 years, but it really hasn't been. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's been about, to all in total about four three and a half four years that I've been that I've been cranking that's and that's a beautiful thing because you kind of you know you kind of got over that freshman hump you know and yeah because that yeah. freshman hump honey it I've, is not for the faint of heart right I felt like I got through that freshman hump really fast and it was mm-hmm. one of those like limiting beliefs that we have that time Ooh. equals equals you know experience. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I was surpassing people Mm -hmm. at a really early stage in my career. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, no, you're not like, you need to earn your time. And it's like, you know what, to hell with that. I am good. I've gone to all of these trainings. I've invested in myself. I know so many things. Mm -hmm. And so it was one of those, it was one of those things that like, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, That's so cool. And and, 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 I, and I can tell that you're a leader because even the way you speak and you're talking about limiting beliefs and, and all this. So, 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 you know, in your business, of course, you've had challenges. However, what were some of those limiting beliefs that you had to get over that you think is prevalent in the industry, but then you were able to, you know, jump over them with some work? Yeah, it's 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 knowing your worth, I think. I think, yeah, right? I know. Clap it's on one it. of those things that like Ooh. I didn't think I was worthy of an expert title. I didn't think Ooh. I was worthy to charge a certain amount. Yeah. And it's that it's that whole mindset shift that you have to do and mm-hmm. it's an internal thing. And some people never get there, but yeah. like if you work with the right people and again, if you're searching to be better and better each day you're Mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna find that quote that resonates with you and you're gonna be like wait a minute no I have put in the work I know what I'm doing I'm worth this I'm I'm providing this exceptional service like Mm -hmm. no this is awesome Mm -hmm. so like that was one of the biggest things was a like I'm very humble with my skills Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh no, I'm not an expert yet. Like I need all this and not saying that we need to be experts, but I just Mm -hmm. thought I needed to put in a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. in order to get that recognition. Mm -hmm. And once I kind of looked past that and I noticed that there were people injecting for 10 years that weren't doing the same quality of work that I was, I was like, you know what, you know what? No, like I'm doing really good here. Mm -hmm. Same with like raising prices. And I used to always cut deals to people and it's like, yeah, I know. And it's, I thought it was like part of it. And then I, I suddenly like, I snapped and I was like, no, 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 no. You know what? The, I'm, and when you get so booked up too, when people are mm-hmm. waiting so long and all that, and they're, it's like, no, they're, they really want to be a part of this and they're going to mm-hmm. be willing to pay for that because they mm-hmm. know I go, I go to all these classes. They know I'm doing really well that I provide this exceptional experience, exceptional mm-hmm. results. Um, and so like, those were probably my biggest things that I had to truly like breakthrough. Yes. And another issue that I always had was fitting people in. It's always been 
like, and I know that's not for everybody. So I'm blessed to have had that issue, but it's always been an issue to have all these people who want to get in and not having Mm -hmm. enough time and that Mm -hmm. essence of time, which I'm sure we will talk about a lot more. it's, It's not having enough time to do and to get in everything that you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And, and you struck up, like, I actually got a chill when you said that when, when you're talking about knowing your worth, Mm -hmm. like knowing your worth, because honey, let me tell you, when I first started in my business, like I worked with anybody that had a pulse. I was like, Oh, you breathe. Oh, Oh, you can get the financial planning and you get the financial planning and you but I came to find out, like, my goodness, I'm like, the people that don't invest in themselves, they're never going to be able to do anything that's going to be worth my time, ever. Yeah. And you get to that point where you're just like, it's better to have, like, less is more, go slow to go fast type of situation. So I got yep. chills when you talked about value, yep. knowing your worth. That's huge. It's huge. It's huge in this in this climate too, because yeah. I think there's now so many people who are coming out of the, you know, coming out and, and doing this, but then we have people who are Photoshopping. You have people who are like different angles that they're posting. We're competing mm. with things that we don't even know we're competing with. You mm. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. sometimes I'll see these before and afters and I'm like, that's incredible that before and after. And then I look a little bit further and I'm like, well, she's completely turned. She's on a 45 degree angle here and she's on a 90 here. Of course, it's going to look better Mm -mm. just by the lighting and that. And you know, we're constantly getting bombarded with all of these things. And so it's really hard to not question your self-worth. Like, am I producing that? Am I Mm -hmm. not? And so for me, it's, I've been trying to stay far away from social media and let my, let my people kind of do it. Cause it's like, I am constantly questioning myself and I notice that I'm questioning myself and I'm like, I don't have time to question myself in here. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's yeah. not worth it. Well, it's true. I mean, you know, cause if you think of your business as a club, so to speak, it's mm-hmm. like, there's only certain people that get admittance into this club and I have certain standards and I have certain things. And if they fit those standards, guess what? They get to come to my club. If they don't guess what? You can go to somebody else. And, you know, and I I think you do a good thing by, you know, not paying so much to what everyone else is doing on social media, because that is a trap. It is. It really is. It really is. Yeah. I think also just like, like you said, with the clientele and only accepting a certain type of clientele, Mm -hmm. I think that's huge as well. Like you attract what you put out. So if you are taking care of people, being kind to people, having good intention, then all of that's going to come back tenfold. So that's, I have such a great clientele. Like, it's funny, people come in and they're like, so like, do you deal with like these people who are like, you know, kind of crazy? And I'm like, I don't, I know places do, but I don't allow that behavior here. I truly don't. We don't stand for it. And, and it's, people have so many options. And so it's like, find somebody that meshes with you. And I have no problem saying, I can't give you Mm-hmm. what you're what you're looking for here this is not how I inject this is not like my philosophy mm-hmm. and I have no problem saying that because I only accept what should be here you know what I mean like I don't yeah. stoop down to those levels wow luckily and I don't deal with that but that's a good thing and, and, and if that's something you know to our listeners 
if you have a med spa or if you're thinking about owning a med spa, that's something that you need to learn quick. Like you are the business owner. You get to choose. And while you're waiting to choose, you know, maybe you're going to be working per diem at the hospital for a little while Mm -hmm. when you're just making sure that the clients that are coming into your doors are the right clients. Right. (laughs) I think it's good to manifest that as well. Mm -hmm. What type of client do you want to see? Who is that clientele? And I remember in my early stages, I had somebody who I was like, I want my, my age. I want my millennials. I want to groom them. I don't Mm -hmm. care if they spend $50 with me in 2017. Mm -hmm. That means in 2020, they're going to spend thousands with me Mm because they're going to be working or they're going to grow old with me. I always tell my clients, we're going to grow old together, but I know it's great, but it's funny. Somebody was like, no, you need the North shore Nancy's. You need those, those moms that the single or the stay at home moms. I'm like, that's not what I want. Maybe they have the money now, but that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that like, that wasn't necessarily what I was trying to attract. Mm -hmm. That's I think is why my clientele is so pristine because Mm -hmm. it's literally, I didn't want that. And people Mm -hmm. are always like, oh, they have money. They have money. I want them here. Wrong intention. No, you don't. You do not want that. (laughs) And you're right. There you go. It's all about the intention. And here I'm not like, oh, they're going to, they have all this money. No, it's more like, let's make sure that they're taking all the right steps so that no one's going to freeze up their face when they don't want it, when they're 18 to 25. Mm -hmm. And by the time they start having those signs of aging, they're going to be, they've already been with me for five years and they mm-hmm. trust whatever I say, and we're going to do the right things. We're going to move slow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What we said before, go slow to go fast. Exactly. Exactly. And that patience, I think is what all of a sudden it, like I exploded, but it, it was, it was from small, consistent steps while I was working mm-hmm. full time. And once I quit my job, it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we went crazy. Because it's like I had all this time to dedicate, but also I was going so steady, so slow and being Mm -hmm. patient. And then it, and then it, it is Mm. what it is. It comes back. I love it. I get tingles. (laughs) And so, you know, speaking of that, you know, your transition from working in the hospital to going full-time in your, in your practice, what was the breaking point for you? What was that breaking point where you were like, oh, Okay, time for me to cut off the titty. This is so funny that you're saying this because there was a huge breaking point. There was a huge breaking point. Yeah. Um, So I was working nights in the ICU Mm -hmm. and it became too much. So I applied Mm -hmm. for a clinic job in plastics Mm -hmm. within my hospital system. They didn't do Botox. Well, they did a little bit of Botox and filler, but nothing like I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we would, I would at least have a a daytime hours, nine to five. Mm -hmm. So I would go into work nine to five and then inject from 5.30 until literally like 11 o'clock. Wow. Every night. So I was working like, and then weekends. So I was working 85, 90 hours a week. Um, It was, it was really crazy for me. I loved it. It didn't Mm -hmm. feel like work, but Mm -hmm. my body was like, excuse me. (laughs) hello, <laughs> what are you doing? And so like, I literally, I got, I was having vertigo spells. Um, I lost some hearing in one of my ears. I had Meniere's, I was diagnosed. I had a hearing aid. Um, oh it, it was crazy. And I was, 
I was just go, go, going. And I was like, okay, I got to like figure out how I'm going to do this. And I think my, my boyfriend, well, he's my fiance now, but my fiance was like, yeah, right. He was like, you gotta like, you gotta slow down, you know? And I'm like, whatever, I know. (laughs) And then I got a phone call from my best friend and she was a travel nurse at the time. And I remember the conversation. I was like starting to kind of break down and she's like, Katie, you can't do this anymore. You cannot put your body through this. Like Mm. your patients and your clients need you Mm. and you can't give them you if you're like this. And I was like, thank you. And I quit, I quit within two weeks. And, um, it, and that was my, my biggest point. My mom was like, no, you can't quit your job. (laughs) But I knew I was, I knew I was going to be fine. I should have quit probably six months before I was doing fine. Um, but it, it, then I let my body, I let my body down and that was, that was it. That was the biggest thing. And it's like, I physically Mm. can't give anymore anymore. Mm. Wow. That's, that's wild. I mean, but the fact that, you know, you had good friends around you and good people around you who were like, ma'am, like cut it off and kill it. Like it's time to move on. Like that's important because not everybody has good friends who are going to really look out for their best interests. Right. And I had left them in the dust for so long in a mm-hmm. sense, because I was constantly working. So I wasn't seeing anybody and mm-hmm. they, they were so supportive and so understanding of it. They were like, there's Katie, she's at work again or whatever. <laughs> they knew it. We always joked. We're always like, she's building her empire. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it was like, my friends don't really say that kind of stuff to me often. As you can tell, I'm like the flamboyant and the leadership one. So it yes. was it's, I'm always the one who's telling everybody else, you can't do this anymore. But then it was like, thank God they were like, no, we need to step in here and we need to save her. So yeah, Yeah. it was, it was, it was an awesome, what an awesome issue to have where you get Mm -hmm. so, so busy and Mm -hmm. so, um, Mm -hmm. broken down that you have to quit. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just, it, it, it was such an exciting time for me too, um, just to be able to deal with, like free time and stuff like that. But yeah, no, it was, um, it was, it was amazing. It was one of the, my favorite times of my life so far where I remember just like constantly thinking I was living a dream. I still do, but it was just like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm here in this room injecting all day. This is all I do now. Like, and I'm in control of that. It was the, one of the best times of my life. That's so amazing. Going from the ICU to doing something that makes people happy. That's, it's, it's, it's such a difference. It's such a difference. The positivity. And it's funny because my, my fiance now works for me, but <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He helps me so much. He's amazing. I know <laughs> it was one of those things. I love you by the way. <laughs> um, but he even came in and he, once he kind of started, um, he kind of started coming in a little bit to see how we were doing it and stuff. And he's like, it was so cute. He's like, I see why everybody like wants to be here all the time. You guys are so happy. It's so yeah. positive. And mm-hmm. people, they, like people just are so happy to be here just to mm-hmm. be in the space. They want to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have created this little community. And now mm-hmm. he, and when I heard it from him, cause he doesn't, my ego doesn't need to be stroked anymore. He's always like, you don't need to say anything to her about it. Like, just yeah. Like, 
Yeah. It was just like, it meant a lot when he said that to me. And I was like, you know, that is, that was always the goal, but it is, it's so much more positive and uplifting Mm -hmm. if you allow it to be, because it doesn't always, it isn't always that way, Mm -hmm. but that's the type of, of energy that we want here. And that's the energy that we allow here. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so night and day compared to what it was like in the, in the hospital. Wow, I love it. You hear that? Boss up, bees out here, <laughs> hiring her man. Amen. And that's right. It's, it's great. And you know, kind of getting into so you you're so of course you know how to inject, you know how to inject well. Those lips, so those what you're doing, it looks great. So then the next thing, branding, because that's a, that's an area of genius for you. So mm-hmm. let's talk about branding for a minute. So what is branding and what makes up a brand? Yeah, that's a good question. So to me, branding is a feeling. Mm. It's a smell. It's an energy, truly. And I think when you think about branding, it's something that is recognized by people outside of the brand. Mm. So when my clients are at Target and they see a lip, they buy it and they bring it in and they're like, I thought of you. And it's like, that's so flipping cute um, that they're thinking of me, but even people who have never been in here. So I got Mm -hmm. a message from a client who was like, I saw these earrings. I thought of you. They're so sweet talks. Like you need them. She's Mm -hmm. like, I I can't wait to come in to see you. I haven't been in to see you yet, but I I just had to show you this. I was like, that's when you know Someone's feeling the presence of Sweet Talks outside of Sweet Talks. Hasn't even been in to see me yet. And I'm like, that is amazing. So for me, branding, again, it's that feeling that you inflict Mm -hmm. on others. And I think it's an all-encompassing thing. It's so Mm -hmm. many factors. It's not just having the right color scheme on Instagram. That Mm -hmm. is branding from a certain standpoint. And that's Mm -hmm. part of it. But it's 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 everything from the second that somebody is looking at your website, the mm-hmm. process of booking, what happens leading up to their appointment, what happens at the appointment, what happens after the appointment. Mm-hmm. All of that is is has to do with the branding that you put out. And then, of yeah. course, the space that you're allowing people to be in, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff is, to me, what branding is. And yeah. it's hard because not everybody, it's the not everybody like has a solid like brand scheme with their practices. Mm -hmm. Um, But truly, if you can kind of think about like what you want and what you feel, and if you can kind of get that going, Mm -hmm. then you build off of it and it just keeps building itself. And branding is also created by the collective. So Mm. my, my clients create help enforce and create the brand that I have right now, because they're Mm -hmm. so amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. And so with that, so, you you know, branding is is a feeling it's a, it's like, you know, you're saying kind of like a connection. And Mm -hmm. so with that, that's a good word. Yes. With with that, how, and, and I love how you said that people, you know, you were really building something when people outside of your brand sphere were feeling it and saying, I haven't even met you yet, but this is so sweet talks. You're like, wait, what? This is so sweet talks? Like, I have a flavor? Like, what? 
such a good question because I think that's something that I take for granted because it has come so easy to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when it started, the whole branding of Sweet Talk started when I came up with the name. Mm -hmm. And I thank my dad for this all the time. He's got this creative side. We always threw like themed parties and we just (laughs) ate it up, girl. We ate it up. Like I had this, I had this Halloween party. I'm telling you, you walk down the stairs of this bowling alley that we rented out. It was like another world. We went all out. But I feel like that's kind of where I took one idea. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was like, okay, well, first of all, my, my last name, Sweet Talks or Sweetman. And I'm like, I have to somehow come up with something with my last name. And then like the word sweet, which I identify with, I'm a sugar fiend, but also (laughs) like, can we make this, can we brand this? Can I brand sweet like it is me it's it's Mm -hmm. who I am and so I think it you have to dig deep down as to what really means something to you what you're Mm. passionate about Mm. if it's lips if it's contouring the face whatever Mm. it is in your in any business even if it's lashes Mm -hmm. whatever it is like what are you passionate about what means the most to you and then how can you build your business around those passions because your passions are going to speak volumes. Yeah. You know, I loved lips. I knew we didn't have great lips in this community. And I was like, I'm going to be that person. And I even aimed higher than just the community. I'm like, I want to be that person Mm. that people trust with their lips. And so that was like, okay, but like, how can I make lips sweet? Mm. So like you just start getting creative with it and it just keeps going and going and also like utilizing stuff like Pinterest, getting pictures and like building on that, mm-hmm. not copying people, but mm-hmm. putting your own twist on things. And I mm-hmm. think that's how you really deliver and push out a brand and yeah. really, you know, add it to your own, make it your own yes. and make it your businesses kind of thing is mm-hmm. is by just building off of an idea and a passion if yeah. that makes sense it does you know you said building off of an idea and a passion and and I forget the book I can't remember it now but it, it, it's a book that talks about you know creatives and what creativity actually means and there's nothing new under the sun nothing new and and so like you look at these things like oh my god that's such an innovative idea like no they had an idea that came from something else they were inspired by it and they made it better. Exactly. And I think those exactly. people sometimes get wrong in the mess by industry. Like I see, you know, these Instagram accounts and I'm sorry, a lot of them are, are trash. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. and you could do a lot of business with 300 followers because 
whatever you're doing, but that's neither here nor there, but like they just copy things and you can things. And it's just like, you can tell, you're like, there's no spirit. There's no life. Like, I don't even know who you are. Yep. The amount of cease and desist that I have had to send out in this area alone is insane because no Mm. one can do their own thing. People were like messaging me with some of these accounts and they're like, wait, is she working for you? Like, who is this person? And copying layouts, copying logos, all of this stuff. It's crazy. And it just like, there's nothing more like disheartening than to see somebody utilize your creative ideas and branding. Mm -hmm. That's why when I say like, take, take an idea, take a passion, don't copy anything, Mm -hmm. make it your own. And if that means brainstorming with other creative people, that's Mm -hmm. fine. But like, make it, make it you and don't, don't take something like what, what one other person is doing and be like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to model that. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. That's not what branding is. And people know that people know that it's not you. And you're always a step behind if you're copying people. (laughs) Right. So it's like, do something different. Mm -hmm. And those, you will attract those people because those people are going to know that that is like, oh, wow, that's, that's different. That's, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. You you want them to know that you want them to know your identity through your business and what you stand for. Exactly. This this is deep. Like we need to write an article about this one. Like this one was so deep, like and juicy. Like oh, so you know, speaking of um, you know, your your business and knowing who you are. So you're you put on your website right now. You are in school, ma'am. Like you're running a whole business. You have employees, and you're like, let me just pick up another responsibility. So. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, like, you know, tell us about that, your school experience, and tell us about, you know, some of your time management tips, because, you know, there's a lot of nurses out there who are nurse practitioners, and we want to do a DNP now, and it's always one thing after another, so tell us more about that. Yeah, so um, in my state, um, I am just Okay, so you know this, but every state has different legislature. And so the ability to inject varies according to your level of education and according to your state legislature, which is BS in so many ways. Get it together, United States. Everything should be the damn same. Like, come on, that's a whole nother thing. And I might have to go into politics in 15 years, but I don't have time for that right now. (laughs) I'm like, this is bull crap. Anyway, um, but since it varies so much, I'm like, anything can change at any time. Mm-hmm. So although I don't need my nurse practitioner's license, mm-hmm. um, I want it so that I can prevent future things. Um, if the legislation changes, I know that in, you know, in Florida, you have to be a nurse practitioner to inject. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what if they change all that collective and I'm left in the dust? So mm. I'm like, I'm not allowing that. I'm going to be ahead of it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And also to be at the top of my license in the best way that I can, that's saying mm-hmm. to my clients, hey, I'm going to be my best version of a nurse for you, no matter mm-hmm. what that means. I'm going to go as high as I have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even considered medical school, but I don't have time for that. But like, I was like, should I? Yeah, like- no, I'm no. not going to do it, but no. you know what I mean? Um, I was just like, you know, I'm never going to be respected like a doctor. No, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, no. But, um, but yeah, so getting that nurse practitioner, it just, I think it represents being the best that I can be 
And then also trying to take on as much responsibility that I can within my own business. Mm. I want my name to be on everything. Um, yeah. Although, it, I mean, it's an expensive thing to, and a lot of time is going to go into this to make this mm-hmm. right. But I, I want that. I want, mm-hmm. I want to be the one writing that Valtrex script. I want mm-hmm. it to be mm-hmm. me. I want to be responsible for it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I decided to do it. Um, and it is crazy. I don't know, yeah. but like, why is it that the busier you get, the more organized you are with your time? Because you have no choice. You have no because choice. Because when you had, when you had, you know, last time I had time was maybe high school. Um, but it's like, I do think about it. Even then, I was like, you know, I was homeschooled. I couldn't think all together. But anyway. I need to hear about that one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of seven kids, only one. But like I said, another story for another day. Okay, yeah. You need a whole podcast <laughs> series on that. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so basically, um, that it's, it's just so amazing that you're doing that and, and you're in school and you're balancing that. But I think, you know, when we have time, we just, I forget, there was something that said, like, you know, give a busy person more responsibility and they will get it done because they're not going to procrastinate on it. They're not going to, you know, they, they don't have time to procrastinate on it. It's like, if I don't do this now, it's going to just pile in all the different responsibilities that come into my life. So right. I think that's part of the reason why. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. So that's kind of where it's, it's, it's been just like dividing my time up. So mm-hmm. um, also hiring the right people. So I was a mm-hmm. one man show mm-hmm. until two years ago. Now I have seven mm-hmm. people working mm-hmm. and it's been a really big turnaround. And I know my clinicals are coming up in the next like six months. So I'm going to have to be taking 15 to 20 hours a week away from the yeah. business that I'm usually here. So mm-hmm. I'm like, how, how can I plan for this? Like, what do I need? What kind of bodies do I need mm-hmm. to make sure that this goes on without me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, I have another assistant that I, that, that does a little bit of admin stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that is, is setting me up. I have my one nurse who's booked out now way too far. So now I have another nurse starting actually today we're starting. Um, yeah, yeah which is so exciting, but I'm like, now I'm going to have these two nurses working with mm-hmm. all this manpower so that when I do take that time away, mm-hmm. I'm set and I'm okay with that. My mm-hmm. clients who want to see me might be a little bit, you know, sad and I'm going to have to work Saturdays or whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I've done that before, but exactly. I think it's setting yourself up for success in all areas, being organized mm-hmm. with your schedule. And then, like I said, having the right help. I, I have done every single thing down to like itemizing my taxes. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. so nice every step of the way that I keep adding more people into the mix of everything, yeah. how much more time I actually have for me. And yeah. you need that. And otherwise yeah. you go crazy. Mm-hmm. I love the stimulation, but I also need time to watch Outlander on Netflix. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> you gotta have that time. Even just your boo time, like a time with your man, yes. or even just reading a book or doing yoga or whatever it is. You gotta have yep. that time where you're selfish about yourself. Yeah. And I've been lacking on that for so long. And mm-hmm. this was like my year where I was like, you know what? Like, I don't, I, enough of like coming in at, 8 30 a.m. I'm like, let's start the day at 10 or 11 so mm-hmm. I can go and get 
work so I can go work out so I can mm-hmm. take care of my body because mm-hmm. if I'm not my best self for myself I can't be my best self for my clients so yeah it's, it's those things yeah Yo, you're speaking my language you're all <laughs> over that so so that, that's great and you know so for your clients it's mostly millennials and, and things like that you know so what do you do when you have a client who comes in to you and they have really, really high expectations about what they want to get done, but you know it's going to be a gradual process or maybe it's, maybe they need something more invasive or whatever. What do you do in situations when you know your services won't get your clients the expected results? Yeah, so I am really honest with setting expectations and I mm-hmm. teach my nurses the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, under promise over deliver. Mm. Um, So with anything, even with something as simple as a tox appointment, Mm -hmm. if for an eyebrow lift, everybody sees an eyebrow lift differently. So Mm -hmm. one person sees it and loves it. Some person doesn't see enough. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you set that expectation up front Mm -hmm. and be honest with what you think your abilities are, yeah. I think that's the, the 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 best thing you can give your clientele and your patients. Mm. And I think when it comes down to like when I see somebody and I'm I'm very caring when I talk to them, I'm like, look, we can do all of these things, but ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, this might not be enough for you. Yeah. And it's hard to communicate that, but they appreciate honesty, especially yeah. when it comes to something with prices where I'm like, okay, so you could spend this much over the next 10 years mm-hmm. doing this with me, or you can invest this much in a surgical procedure mm-hmm. and maybe touch up with me and mm-hmm. do it this way. It's really hard when somebody, you know, really had their heart set on something, but ultimately you gain that person's trust when you're honest with them. And I can oh, say, yeah. you know, I can only do so much, mm-hmm. you know, this is non-surgical. Mm-hmm. I, Or if I am going to do this, it's going to cost you a lot of money Mm -hmm. and we can see where we get. But most, most people, if you kind of bring them down to life Mm -hmm. and you kind of bring them down where they need to be, Mm -hmm. um, people are so much happier with their results because they're, they're, they're like, Oh, like this is, this is exactly what I wanted. I'm not trying to look crazy. And you're like, see, mm-hmm. see, see, that's, that's where, there we go. Reel it in, yeah. reel it in. Um, so I'd like to think I'm a miracle worker, but I'm not. <laughs> so it's hard. It's, it's hard to tell somebody, you know, that maybe they're a better surgical candidate or that one day surgery will be um, better for them. Mm-hmm. I always like to present and say, you know, do you have any, how do you feel about surgery? Like, do you, Mm -hmm. do you even consider it or is, are we throwing surgery out of the, out of the, out of the, out the door? If they're like, I don't want anything to do with surgery. Then I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's totally great. We will focus in on the injectable side of everything, but just know like, this is the type of result that we can expect. Yeah. You know, and and you just have to be really honest with people. And Mm -hmm. I think saying, I'm going to be here for you every step of the way, no matter what you choose. Mm -hmm. And that I think is the biggest thing is I'm always like, I'm here for you. So whether that's, you know, going a surgical route and you not coming in to see me or whether that's you only seeing me, whatever it is, we want what's best for you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And so 
in your in your philosophy, I do want to ask you. So, what is beauty to you? You know, like, and and how do you translate that to your clientele? So, what is beauty to you? So, beauty to me is self love, truly. Um, I think that everyone has their own standard and their own way of looking at a face and and thinking something's beautiful and thinking something's not beautiful. Mm-hmm. To me, every single person that walks in my door. It has a unique, a unique way of thinking about what beauty is. And so to me, the most beautiful thing is when someone radiates the love and self-love that they have for themselves, Mm. whether it's just a feeling or whether it's when they look in the mirror, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's, it's loving who's, who you are. And if that means adding 0.25 of a syringe to someone's lips to kind of yeah. get them there, then that, that is, that's amazing. It's so wow. amazing that we have that ability mm-hmm. to gift people a little bit of that self-love. If mm-hmm. we just listen to what they're asking mm-hmm. and just listening to their specific definition of beauty, but truly my definition of beauty is everyone else's, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, so yeah. you come in to me and your definition definition of beauty is different. I want to give you your definition of beauty yes. as long as it's within really within reason. Of course, yes, I'm not going to mess course. up someone's face. Mm-hmm. But if you think beautiful means that you know your cheeks are high and contoured, let me deliver that beauty to you because that means you're going to radiate self love from that. Yeah. Wow. You know. And that makes a lot of sense. And so we are coming down to it. So to the, our listeners, you know. For, for So let's put this out there for new med spa owners, those who are still struggling in the branding or their brand story. What's your biggest word of advice for those in the med spa business who are still struggling or those who want to own a med spa? Yeah, so for me, being successful re- revolves around intention. Um, if you have good intentions, everything else will follow. Putting people first, putting good, being a good person towards people, Mm -hmm. not being money hungry, all of those things wrapped up into one and having good intentions towards what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I swear to you, everything will fall into place. So just make sure that you're doing things correctly that you want to be better, that you're treating people kind, people in the in your area, treat them kind as well, and everything will fall into place. Wow, that is such great advice. That is such great advice. So tell us, Katie, where can we find you on Instagram and on the web? Let us know your handles, and it's going to be in the show notes too, but tell us. <laughs> Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at sweet underscore talks and then sweettalks.com. Wonderful. Katie, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for your time. And this is going to be a gem for our listeners. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, this is, this has been awesome and keep doing what you're doing. This is this is changing the game. This is this is great, really. <laughs> Finally got a microphone, guys. You can't tell me nothing. Thank <laughs> you. Like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. 
follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.